On our final episode of 2019, we discuss a very expensive lightsaber, the next Xbox having a messed up name, a rumor about the next iPhone, and Microsoft gives a little Christmas gift for Windows 10 phone users. Plus, Chris and SP do everything that they can to try to get me back in the Christmas spirit this year. This and more in this week's show. I'm Chris Farrell from the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, a wacky weekend morning show, part of the Gun and Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and the opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows over at gunnageeknetwork.com. This is the official gunnageek.com show. Each week we run down the latest news and happenings in the world of geek. These are your hosts for the show, Steven, Chris, and SP. Welcome to episode 315, the Christmas episode of the OfficialGunnyGeek.com show. I am Stephen John Drew, and it is Christmas time! Holiday time. I'm pleased to say that Chris Farrell is here again this week. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Xmas. Merry Xmas indeed. And I'm also pleased to say that SP is here again this week for the Christmas festivities. Happy holidays, everyone. How are you? I am doing great. It's the holiday season filled with joy and cheer and good, kind deeds for your fellow humankind. Uh, SP, by the way, for the audio listener, he is caressing his hat. And by caressing, I mean stroking. It's very awkward, very weird. And I thought that my shirt, which I'll let one of you describe in a second, would be the most awkward thing tonight. But no, you have outdone me, SP. Kudos to you. I'm petting my hat. It's called petting. So why don't you describe what I've got on me right now? Why don't you go ahead and describe that? You're Chris Farrell. Nothing. Steven is naked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hope not. So he's he's got his Griswold sweater on, which is red with a Clark Griswold picture and the family Christmas in there. And then he's decorated it with uh, some sort of frosted garland, which goes around it. And it is uh, lit up with a strand of, I want to say LEDs, but it's colorful lights. And I can see he is twine that is holding it up, which goes around his neck. <laughs> it's actually not twine, but uh, I do have a a string around my neck that I believe that you have mandated that I put there so that when I finally need to, you know, make the show better, I can deal with myself. I kind of thought we agreed on a leather studded collar. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is our Christmas episode, so it's a little bit shorter. And then if you didn't know this, every year we take a week off, so there won't be a show next week. So the first time that we'll be back live for those that like to watch us live will be Monday, January 6th, 2019. If you want to go ahead and watch us live, that will be the first 20. 2020. Wow. See, I can't even do basic basic <laughs> math. Uh, Monday, January 6th, 2020. New decade. And something about a joke and me being a gra- uh, or a dad making a dad joke saying, see you next decade. Ha-ha! There's your punchline. I think you could be a grandpa by the time the next decade gets out. <laughs> I'm going to prognosticate that right now. Fair enough. But if you like geeky content, we encourage you to check out the Gunna Geek Network. There's lots of awesome geeky stuff at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And uh, if you like one of the shows over there, do me a personal favor. Reach out to them and tell them how much you enjoy 
having them uh, in your ears. Let them know that you enjoy them being in your ears. Chris, I enjoy you in my ears. Thank you. Uh, that makes me feel good inside. Perfect. How else is he going to get them clean? Let's go ahead and move on to the news. Now, before we go, I have to admit something here. I, I have to admit something, Chris and SP. I have put on this shirt. I've also decorated my backdrop. I have a whole bunch of Christmas festivities going on the visual right now. But the thing is, even though I am known as the Clark Griswold of the show, I, I have to admit that this year has not really been in my opinion, a great year for geeks. So I'm not really in the Christmas spirit because I'm thinking back to all the things we've talked about in our news over the year. And I, I just genuinely think that it's not really that festive of a year. So the guy that is Christmassy is, is not really, really very festive. So just wanted to throw that out there as we go in. Okay. Is so, that because you lost your homeowners association decoration contest? No. Okay. We don't have a homeowners association. Otherwise, I would win it. But sure, you would, Stephen. We have faith in you. Maybe not this year. But why don't you go ahead and start off with your news there? And I don't know. Maybe I can get festive while we talk about the news this week. Well, let's get into the news then. We've seen Star Wars Episode Nine by now. And what I want to talk about is not a spoiler because it was in all the trailers and things like that. I want to talk about lightsabers, kids. I don't know about you guys. I love me a lightsaber. I've got one sitting right here so we can talk about lightsabers on the show. For the audio listener, he is holding up a very fancy lightsaber that is not Christmas colors and thus making me less Christmassy even further. But it's the, bl it's the blue Skywalker lightsaber. You gotta love it. It's a classic. It was used to slaughter how many younglings? I mean, yeah. Is it called a life day saber? Yes. Okay. So it's holiday oriented. Yeah, right? we'll go with that. They showed okay. him on the Christmas special. There was a lightsaber on there. And you know how much Steven loves the Christmas special. With that being said, we're not here to talk about my Skywalker lightsaber. We are here to talk mm -hmm. about lightsaber replica props, though. You guys know I have a soft spot in my heart for prop replicas. This little lightsaber I've got sitting here is something that I really like. I've got all sorts of other ones upstairs. And one of the ones I thought was really cool when they showed it off in the previews and then seeing it in the movie, also really cool, was the Dark Side Ray double-sided lightsaber. We first saw it at D23 when Disney unveiled their special look at Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. It featured looks to all of the original movies and then ended at the end with Ray holding a new red lightsaber instead of her traditional blue one. There is a group out there called EFX Collectibles that has made a lightsaber distributed by Chronicle Collectibles that is Ray's dark side saber. And you know what? It's only going to set you back $1,600 if you want it. Only $1,600, Stephen. I know you're on board right now. Yeah. $1,600 American. That's got to be, I don't know. What What do you say? $113,000 Canadian? Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. I believe that the sidebar right now says Chris buys a saber, meaning you're going to order this. You just ordered the Mac last I, week, I, and this already, week you're going to order this. Steven, I already bought this saber many years ago, so I don't need to buy another one. I already have a lightsaber. 
You need to get one so we can duel someday. Maybe. That's the plan. Maybe I, mean, I will. Suncast right in the chat room. It's probably a better investment than that $52,000 Mac Pro we talked about last week. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So let's talk about the lightsaber a little bit. The EFX collectible version of the hinged lightsaber is a replica of Darkseid Rays from the trailer. Comes with a plaque that says Darkseid Ray lightsaber. EFX made the replica out of solid aluminum and all metal pieces. For $1,600, they better have. The creators were able to study the film's original prop because Lucasfilm provided it to them to then create an accurate saber, even down to the weathering that they put on the hilts itself. EFX also boasts that the hinge connecting the two sabers is the same piece as used in the real prop. Now, the EFX saber, which does not come with a blade, will not ship until early this year, or early in 2020, rather. And here's the catcher. Here's why it's a rare collector's piece. $1,600, they are only making 750 of them. So if you want to add a cool lightsaber prop to your uh, swag collection, you can get yourself the $1,600 Dark Side Ray lightsaber. I wager it'd be pretty cool, despite the fact there's no blade that lights up on it. It's still a pretty neat conversation piece. Well outside my price range, though. I just thought it was pretty neat to see. So this is like Dark Side the character? Wait, what? There's a crossover coming? Is that what you just told us? Yes, they're going to cross over with DC Comics, even though Marvel owns them. Well, obviously, or, obviously DC bought the Star Wars franchise. Yes, Time Warner came and paid Disney $9 billion to snake it away. It's not worth that much because Kathleen Kennedy touched it. Wow. Negativity. Ooh. Negativity. Actually, I got to agree with Steven on this, but that's <laughs> a conversation for another day. You guys are so mean. Okay, so this would be cool to have, but yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> it is so, yeah, $1,600 for a collectible. Now, in the grand scheme of things, $1,600 for a collectible isn't all that much. I mean, I watched, last week we were talking briefly about the History Channel, right? I watched a couple of these prop collectible shows that they had on Discovery Channel, History Channel, and stuff like that. And I got my first gateway into the world of collectibles there's a lot of money that goes into this stuff even with star wars and 1600 in that sir in those circles is almost dropping the bucket so i can see 750 of these already gone really i guarantee you they'll sell out yeah they'll sell out if they haven't already yeah yeah, yeah. if they haven't already let's Agreed. be 100 uh in any case i look forward to seeing what you think of it when you get your hands on it chris farrell Yes, I'm totally, totally going to get that lightsaber. And next Christmas, you might see me with a lightsaber on screen yet again. Let's be honest. I don't know that you would even cheer me up with giving me that lightsaber. You know, it's cool, but I don't think you'd even get me into the Christmas spirit with that. I'm not going to give you a lightsaber to cheer you up. But Steven, I can't leave this alone. You're boned about Christmas, but there's tons of stuff to celebrate. Let's talk about some of the stuff that you could be happy about. I mean... I'm sure I can give you something to be happy about. Come on, there's got to be something. All right. Mm, I kind of like the Xbox. You can get this. Kind of like the Xbox that we bought last year. Uh, it kind of made me a little more in touch with console gaming, but I just I can't think of any reason why beyond buying that, it's it, it made me celebrate anything this year. I mean, there's been some really cool stuff for the Xbox. They've announced new games. They've announced their Project X Cloud. They've done that, those handicapped uh, adaptive assistive controllers. There's some really cool stuff coming out in gaming. 
Yeah, like we talked about some innovations earlier this year, like manufacturers are starting to do cloud gaming. Like in what we we're talking about, Google Stadia. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, but there, there was also the early leaks of the PS5. We got to see what it might look. Oh, yeah, that, mm. that's not the best example. It's kind of ugly. N- not for you guys. So maybe mm. gaming wasn't all that great this year. See, mm. I told you nothing to be happy about this year. A complete failure of a year for geekdom. Thank you for proving my point. Mm. Sorry, boss. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and prove that point a little further with our next news point, actually, which is all about Xbox, because this is what I'm deeming to be the XXX. That's what this is, because oh we finally, finally Ooh. got uh, information that Microsoft is getting into triple X. Uh, they they are what? they are create they they are doing triple X because they have announced that the Xbox Series X. So there's your two X's in the Xbox Series X. There's your third well, X. There's two so, S's involved in there too. So they're getting into triple X because that is the name of their next console, which is going to be the Xbox Series X. To which you're saying is, wait, let me look at my iPod right now and look to see what this recording day was because I thought that was a long time ago they announced the Xbox One X. No, I'm not talking about the Xbox One X because they are creating a new product. The next generation is not called the Xbox One X. It is called the Xbox Series X. This is the name they've decided to go with. Not the Xbox Two, not the Xbox 740, not the Xbox One Z or the Xbox 2A. It is the Xbox Series X, which is remarkably similar to the Xbox One X name. And this is going to be a product that we've all seen leaks about before. They talked a little bit about it when it was known as the Project Scarlet, but it is going to be four times the power of the Xbox One X. So your Xbox Series X will be four times the power of the Xbox One X and is billed as the fastest, most powerful game console ever. That's what they're billing it as. Thing reason I wanted to bring this up right now is number one, Terrible name. Terrible, terrible name. Microsoft, last week I said you suck for Windows 10. I'm going to say that your name sucks for this. This is ridiculous. Like, who is in charge over there? This is so stupid to name it incredibly close to the Xbox One X. How dumb can you be? And how dumb can every single person be that actually said yes to approving this name? This is ridiculous. And truthfully, All of that stuff that you just mentioned that was ridiculous about gaming in 2019, including Stadia, this tops it with stupidity. This this is, okay, specs-wise, this is going to destroy Stadia. This is going to be a bigger success launch-wise than Stadia. But the name is, is even more of a failure as far as just naming goes versus Stadia. Like, come on, ridiculous name. Someone at Microsoft should be promptly fired. And then the 30 people below them should also be fired. At, at least it's not Xbox Max, like that HBO service that we keep messing with. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So first of all, I'm going to buy one. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to buy one. Second of all, is that at least it's not as expensive as the Mac Pro. <laughs> okay. Does, nice I mean, callback. Fair enough. Fair enough. But still, stupid name and micro. Seriously, this is. Oh, uh, I can't. I, I can't even articulate how frustrated I am with this. It's such a lazy name. 
I thought that they, they were lazy when they named it Xbox One. I, they obviously said, hold my beer. They probably will change the name before the real one comes out. SES is right around the corner. They can do a rebranding between now and then. They won't. Devil's Advocate, what does it matter? People are just going to buy the next Xbox. That's what's yeah, going to come down that's to. That's what I said. I'm going to buy it anyway. So yeah. I mean, I, I understand the frustrations there, but it's already a recognizable brand. It's just going to be, I want the new Xbox. I don't care if it's the Series X, the Max X, the One X, X squared, Triple Three Y, XBZ, something or other. I just want the next Xbox, theoretically. I'm probably not buying this at launch. Well, it matters because it matters. That's why. <laughs> because it matters. Now, <laughs> let's be honest here. Sony's much smarter when they've just been PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. Makes life much simpler. I will continue to refer to this as the Triple X, Microsoft's Triple X. <sighs> You got to come up with another name because uh, there's a couple of S's in there with series. So it's like double X, double S, X. I don't want Microsoft to sue us is more why I'm thinking you should come up with a better <laughs> idea. Well, we look forward to hearing about how much you enjoy the triple X coming from Microsoft. <sighs> Moving on to the next news point here. What's going on with this iPhone rumor? This is uh, this is weird. Very weird. I thought I would actually uh, put this in here to help cheer you up because you know, like degrading iPhones and talking about like on original names, the next generation iPhone. So the 11 just came out and it had the triple camera in it and everything. I don't have one yet because I'm waiting for it to go on sale and truth in advertising. There have been sales, but it's been like a trade in with another phone or you're putting on a new line to your plan or something like that. I'm like, no, I have an existing plan. I just want a new phone for my plan. And just give me $100 off, $100 off, and I'll get my new iPhone. And they just haven't done it yet. So now that the iPhone 11, the iPhone 11 Pro, and the iPhone 11 Pro Max are out there, the iPhone 12 rumors have begun. And in 2020, so we're recording this at the end of 2019, but in 2020, it's expected that the new iPhone is to be called, get this, guys, it's a twister. It's a, you know, a lot of anticipation. The iPhone 12. <gasps> I am shocked. You know what they should have done? They should have called it the 11X. That's what they should have done. Yeah, it might have been fine. Yeah. Or the other version is the iPhone 12 Pro. For, That'd you be know, the 19 the then if it was the, wait, <laughs> X, I, X. So yeah, that'd be the 19, wouldn't it? And the iPhone 12 Pro Max probably, but that's not listed here. Anyway, this is a due to an article that ran last week on Mac Rumors. And they're expecting that it's going to continue for 2020, the same as the 2019 iPhone lineout. So the 2020 iPhones will feature major updates. Well, I don't know what you really call major with these iPhone updates anymore. Anyway, it introducing some of the first design changes that we've seen since the iPhone X was released in 2017. So three years later, we get a massive or what they're calling a massive redesign. And we're expecting four iPhones. Given three display sizes, which could come in at 5.4, 6.7, and 6.1 inches, and that's two phones at 6.1 inches. Now, the rumors suggest that the 6.7 inch iPhone and one of the 6.1 inch models will be higher end OLED devices with triple lens cameras, while the 5.4 and 6.1 inch models will be lower end iPhones with dual lens cameras and a more affordable price tag. See, 
Guys, we were talking about affordable phones a couple years ago. This is the point where I think Apple is starting to get the hint that not everybody can afford a $2,000 phone because I'm guessing that's what they're going to roll the higher end out at is about $2,000. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> and, and you're and you're laughing, but it's close. We've talked about the the folding version of the of the uh, uh, different phones out there, like Samsung phones and everything. They're all teetering on the $2,000 mark. So, yeah, I can kind of see this happening here. Now, the iPhones are also rumored to have the 5.7 or 5.4 inch, excuse me, uh, iPhone, which would be the smallest iPhone Apple has released since the 4.7 inch iPhone 8. And at 6.7 inches, the big 12 Pro, probably 12 Pro Max, will be Apple's largest iPhone to date. And get this, design-wise, the rumors suggest that at least one of the new iPhones will feature a significant redesign with a metal frame that's very similar to that iPhone 4, which you were holding wrong in your hand, Chris. I always held it wrong in my hand, according to Steve Jobs. Yeah, that's right. I was told Not- that I was holding it wrong long before the iPhone existed. There could be a new true depth camera system on the iPhone that cuts down on the size of the notch on the front. And I'm all about getting rid of that notch. I don't care about the notch. Just get rid of it. Make the bevel larger. I don't care. Just get rid of the notch. And there are rumors of a 3D triple lens rear camera system that uses a laser to calculate depth information for objects in a room, improving both photography and AR capabilities. And 2020 will be the first year that Apple introduces 5G support in the iPhone. A lot of people decried that the 11 didn't have 5G support. However, there's not really any 5G networks in the U.S. to use it. That's a dumb complaint from people. Yeah, (laughs) at least now. I mean, if if you're planning on holding on to the phone for four years, I could see it. But and then rumors suggest that. TSMC will manufacture the five nanometer chips Apple will use in its 2020 iPhone lineup. The five nanometer processor will produce chips that are smaller, faster, and more battery efficient due to the improved thermal management. So it won't get so hot in your hand. And that uh, Barclays analyst Blaine Curtis believes that the iPhone 12 Pro models will feature six gigabytes of RAM, while the iPhone 12 will have four gigabytes of RAM. And none of the iPhones in SP's estimation will have any more than 512 gigabytes of memory because Apple's stupid. There's not a huge market for people wanting that much storage. Are you kidding? There's a lot of people that love one terabyte. No, I'm not kidding. Most people are just doing things out of the cloud anymore. If you're shooting 4K video on an iPhone and you're doing what their commercials say to shoot these commercials or movies on an iPhone, you're going to need a terabyte of storage on that. How many people are actually doing that, though? I would. I would argue that our more space encourages data loss because people will start using it like they use a computer and things like that. And then they break their phone and they don't get their stuff back. I think that uh, finding that right balance where people are forced to consider storage not on their phone is not always a bad thing from the perspective that it forces them to download their stuff. Or put it up in the cloud. So, okay. yeah. You, you guys are not looking at all use cases. And one of the use cases that I am cognizant of are the sailing YouTube channels where they do shoot on a variety of different cameras. Their phone is one of them. And they don't have the opportunity 
to upload it to the cloud when they're out sailing or in some of these remote areas that they go to. Fair point, but that's what, 0.3% of their customer base? Yeah. They're not going to tailor a phone to a small percentage of the customer base. It's not bases. just sailors, though. There's a lot of others. Yeah, but there's not a ton of people that are clamoring for tons of storage on the phone. You are the exception in this case, SP. I understand you want more. Most people are like, I have 512 and I've got the cloud. I don't care. And if they're recording stuff, they'll just pull it off by connecting it to their phone or to their laptop or something. I don't think there's a huge demand for one terabyte because you even see it on the Android phones. We're like, well, if you really want more, you can put a micro SD card in there. And people are like, eh, I don't know if I care that much. The, yeah. So then put a micro SD card in there so I can have Apple's that never option. Done that. Exactly. So give me the option for a terabyte. Let's see. Uh, is there not accessories that allow you to download? Yeah, it's called plugging into your laptop. I, I just <laughs> want a freaking terabyte on. Oh, OK. So let's talk about the download to accessories. This is not 2020. This is rumored for 2021. We might have mentioned it on the show before in passing, but there is also a further rumor that in 2021, there is a possibility of a portless phone. So no lightning port, no uh, USB-C port, no nothing, no port at all. And it's just going to be a wireless phone, meaning you would connect wirelessly and you would charge wirelessly. I have a problem with that. Most people do. And you know what? Honestly, it doesn't matter to me anyways when you think about that because that's not this generation. And from what these rumors are, this generation is a complete disaster because they didn't add back the headphone jack. So again, thank you for bringing up things that just make me realize how terrible of a year it's been for geeks. All right, so I'm just going to take you down that path a little bit more because I'm going to say the reason why I think it's a big mistake. Because Apple CarPlay. You can talk about transferring data all you want. You can talk about the um, way to charge your phone when it just won't connect wirelessly. But the big thing are those vehicles that are out there today, and there are several generations, it's not just one year, that require that hard connection to connect to Apple CarPlay in your vehicle. Mine is one, so I guess I'm a little biased there. But yeah, I have a problem with that. So the bulk of vehicles out there don't support wireless CarPlay or Android Auto at this point in time. There's like three aftermarket head units, I think, that support wireless Android Auto. The market is not there to do that. And I can't imagine that Apple would be like, well, we don't want you using CarPlay because we're not putting a port on here anymore. So be prepared for some weird wireless to wired doohickey that plugs in and mm -hmm. lets you plug in or something like that. It's going to be crazy, but I have a hard time believing that this is how the route is going to be because then also, how do you go in and troubleshoot something when you go into diagnose issues on a phone? You plug it in. Apple would then have to figure out another model. I agree. And I think when you look at even basic things that barely use them, like TVs and things like that, they often have diagnostic ports as well. So I think that this is a bit of a, uh, a mistake if they do go that way, especially because they couldn't even succeed. Uh, there you go. Another another thing this year, failure. They didn't even uh, succeed with their, their charging, their power charging. That was thing. last year. It was that last year. It was still. It was like... <laughs> yeah. It's like, how can you not succeed at doing the wireless charging your own accessory, but you consider this? So I hope that it's all wrong. I, I really do. All right, Steven, let's get off the iPhone because I know it's just winding you up. Let me take a swing here, uh, cheering you up. Let's talk Marvel. I know you like Marvel. We talk about Marvel all the time. I do. I, I do like Marvel. Well, personally, 
I had a problem with Affinity War. I still do to this day. I still have only seen it the amount of times that I had to see it to podcast on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know you liked it, though, and uh, you look forward to the conclusion with Endgame. And this year we finally got it with Avengers Endgame. Mm hmm. Yep. And then you look at how all the fans actually supported all the spoiler free tags and didn't want to spoil it for two weeks, which is what the Russo brothers wanted. Two weeks, right? I guess. I guess that is a bit of a success. Yeah. It's amazing to think about the fact that Marvel wrapped up an entire decade of stories over 20 movies and it happened this year. It's quite the accomplishment. It's the event really of the decade, even though it went into last decade, but definitely the event of this decade. And honestly, it had a lot of good moments as coming from me. That's true. They closed out that arc and they're setting up a bunch of new stuff. We've seen Disney Plus series coming. We've seen all the new movies that are announced. There's some really cool Marvel content coming. That's true. That is true. I, I was looking actually at that the other day while I was looking at what's to come on Disney Plus and trying to get myself all excited and things like that. And uh, that, that's a really good point. That that was a pretty, pretty decent win that we had this year. It's going to be fantastic having all of those Marvel shows on Disney Plus in addition to those fantastic staples over on Netflix. Yeah. Um, Steven, you know, those were all canceled this year, right? No. Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica Jones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Luke, Luke Cage. Luke Cage is coming back. That soundtrack's amazing. No. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Punisher, all bye-bye. Defenders. Well, I guess at least I have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to look forward to. Yeah, Steven, they announced they were wrapping its run up after this last season. So there's, there's, they're finishing it on their own terms, but there's no more. It's kind of like the fourth season. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like Sorry. the fourth season of Battlestar Galactica where you remember that it had a good ending, but they did it in two parts. It's kind of the way they did Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This whole uh, year. 2019, a complete disaster. I told you. <sighs> Failure. Let's move on to our extra extra here so that I can go and get a rum and eggnog because this is just <laughs> making me more and more irritated. Uh, let's a start rum and eggnog? A rum, rum, uh, uh, yes, a rum and eggnog. You've never had a rum and mm. eggnog? Uh, I heard you say Roman eggnog. Oh, a Roman eggnog. Yes, a Roman eggnog in addition to my <laughs> rum and eggnog. Uh, actually, mm. spiced rum and eggnog. That's where it's at. Uh, last week, speaking of failures in the tech world, uh, there was a, a bit of a change as an app was pulled that made the rounds the week before. If you had heard, there was an app that was over on Apple that essentially turned your iPhone into an iPod Classic. This was a couple weeks ago. You probably saw people talking it about everywhere. It brought back a bunch of nostalgia for Apple users. Well, it looks like last week it was pulled from the App Store. And this was apparently pulled because of the fact that it possibly could have maybe sort of infringed on Apple's trademarks. Now, the developer said that they specifically designed the app not to infringe on Apple, but it could be reconfigured and look, made to look in different ways. And there was in-app purchasing, which of course then turned into different themes and things like that, which of course then in turn trademarked uh, or in possibly infringed on Apple's trademark. 
So that wonderful product that you thought was cool and brought you back also those nostalgia feels. Well, good to know that you can be a Scrooge and a grump like me as Apple pulled it from the App Store. Not surprised. Yeah, shouldn't surprise anyone. Now, that being said, who would be surprised if Apple didn't put a skin out for the player that basically made it look like the iPod <laughs> now? That'd be cool. So you got to think there are, believe it or not, guys, there are Apple fanboys, you know, people that yeah, are Steven. actually fans of Apple, right? And no, Steven's not one. We know this. He loves and, Apple. I love Tim but, Apple. I love Tim Apple. <laughs> this just reminds me of the Disney lawyers that pulled all those baby Yoda gifts a couple of weeks ago. Like why it's increasing <laughs> your fandom. I, this, this, you got the iPod classic. You're not selling it anymore. I mean, it's still usable with the iTunes that is on Microsoft and Microsoft sucks, but it's the iPod classics. I've got one. I got 120 gigabyte one. It's nice. I still use it to this day. And if you're a fan of now, now, I don't wouldn't consider myself a fan of the iPod Classic, but there are fans of the iPod Classic. Let them have their thing because then they'll buy more Apple stuff. Otherwise, they'll just go over to Android. I sort of see where Apple's coming from on this one, and it pains me a little bit because they are kind of defending their IP, their design on things. And yes, we live in a world today where you should be able to realize it's not an app by Apple. It's a skin you have to download separately from it. But a lot of people will then confuse it with an Apple application, go to Apple for support when things inevitably break on it, then blame Apple for it. They're, they're defending their IP in a way they arguably can. The better question is, should they have? Because it was a cool little homage and callback to the old school iPod and the Internet was having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, no, I agree. But anyways, uh, going from Apple over to something completely different, uh, Philips, if you're not familiar, Philips Hue, if you've ever watched the show live on video, you've probably seen, ooh, I've got smart lighting behind me. I, I got Just a few. I got some smart lights, but it's not Philips Hue, but Philips Hue is a notable name for smart lighting, and it looks like they might be expanding their outdoor collection. So if you didn't know this, Philips Hue started off internal or inside devices. They have expanded a little bit to outdoor last year, and it looks like there has been a leak that is showing a Philips Hue catalog that is going to come out in spring 2020, no specific date, but long story short, increasing on their outdoor stuff, including an angular light for wall pass, uh, something called a Resonate, which is essentially a box that casts light up and down, meant to be put on a wall, glorified lamp, as well as something called an Appear which is the same as the Resonate, but tubular, and they're updating their Garden Spotlight series. So if you want to get into Philips Hue stuff, uh, looks like they are continuing to expand. You'll have to get yourself a Philips Hue hub, but uh, it looks like they're not going away, which is good because I know there was some doubts a couple of years ago. So it looks like they're continuing to expand. For the audio listener, SP is flicking his lights on and off right now, presumably with his phone or his computer. I don't know what it is, but he's doing something with his smart light and it's very distracting and just <laughs> aggravating me even more. I was just trying to get... Oh, it, okay, so it's not a Philips Hue. It's a GE smart switch attached to my Samsung hub, but I was just trying to explain that you can do cool things like turn the light off and turn the light on 
and you can do that sort of stuff and change colors and stuff. Philips Hue is just noted for that. So I think this is cool. And I'm sorry I upset you. I didn't mean I was trying to make it better. Well, actually, now that we're talking about this, this is making me even more irritated. Again, another failure of the year. Uh, going from Philips Hue, let's bounce back to Wink because Chris and I were on Wink. And guess what? Wink itself. Basically, this was the year that it essentially died. It's it's still technically up, but we all switched off. You and I both switched off it this year. We pulled the trigger. Lots of people switched off. And oh, there we go. This news article just reminded me again of more failures in the year 2019. I, I'll agree with you there, Stephen. Because of you, I bought a Wink 2 hub from Home Depot. Still sitting in this dang box back there and doing nothing. I haven't got rid of it yet. I plan to. But yeah, that gives me a little bit of comfort. Mm. It brings me up a little bit in joy because of the fact that you literally bought it like two weeks before it started to take a dump. (laughs) A hundred bucks, a hundred bucks. Thanks, man. A hundred bucks just thrown away because of you. Now it's a collector's item, though. Just think you can sell it new inbox on eBay. And there's actually a bunch of people that still want them for some reason. So maybe you could recoup some cash. True story. Some a couple of people have been trying on Reddit to buy my thing, and I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about shipping because shipping is always an issue when you're talking about buying something over the internet. And you're right; I should just list it on eBay because I'm not just gonna go without protection on eBay. So anyway, yeah. Lastly, in our extra extra here, uh, if you were sad when a couple weeks ago we talked about Windows 10 phone going away, well, Chris Farrell, you should get out that uh, that towel and sop up that mess that you made on your desk when you poured one out for Windows 10 because it was extended to or wait, sorry, Windows 10 phone, Windows Phone 10. We were all hoping Windows 10 was that. But uh, Windows Phone 10, when you poured one out there, you can go ahead and sop it up because it has extended to January 14th. So you got a few more weeks with your Windows 10 support or Windows 10 mobile support. So there you go, Chris Farrell. You can know that instead of fixing Microsoft's crappy update system, they have gone and extended Windows Phone 10. Boy, Steven, you're just very unpleasant today. I am unpleasant because it's been an unpleasant year and I'm very disappointed that you guys out of the last like 40 minutes of this show couldn't cheer me up. I'm very disappointed. You completely, completely kept me as a Scrooge. Me again, the man who is the Christmas spirit. You failed. Maybe they extended it to January 14, 2020 so people could get through the holidays. I think I think that's a good thing. Just get them through the holidays, through the good season, right? To make sure that they had something operating before they had to spend time figuring out what they're going to do next. Nobody should be celebrating the holidays because it's been a complete disaster of a year for geekdom. It's been a good year for drones. No, no. Canada created tighter restrictions for drones. Well, we got more cool streaming services like Disney Plus came out, and that's awesome. You even like it. I will counter with Apple Plus. Yes. You've had an overall consistent year with live streaming. Really? Uh, Chatwing went away. That was this year? Yeah, I guess it was. Oh, wait, wait, wait. SpaceX and Blue Origin. They've been making a lot of progress. We've had some really cool stuff coming in regards to space travel. Two failures on this. Number one, we lost Strato Launch. 
Number two, SP will no longer talk about Virgin Galactic on this podcast. Well, that is a bummer. That was mostly your fault, though, Stephen. Still, but, terrible year. But, okay, so let me make it up to you. We had more Tom Holland Spider-Man movies announced. After all of us geeks spent several months having heart attacks because it was allegedly canceled. Hashtag boycott Sony. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Oh, oh, oh I got something. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened in both Orlando and Disneyland in California. See, we got good stuff. Yeah, and, and I'm sure they both opened accurately and on time. No, one of them opened half done. Mm. Okay, so let's stay on Disney right here. We're starting to see the fruition of the Disney purchase of Fox. You know, all those great properties, you know, we got them coming together like Marvel. We got it. The, the mutants coming over to the MCU. Have you seen The Simpsons on Disney Plus? It is awkwardly cropped into 16 by 9. Really, that's that's the fruition? I really don't know how anybody cares about it, but obviously you do, so okay. To, to be fair, they did say they're going to fix it. They just aren't there yet, Stephen. But we do know some other cool stuff. You do love those mini consoles. Remember how geeked out you were over the SNES Classic? Well, the Sega Genesis Mini was released, and in fact, it was on sale through a good chunk of December, so you'd get it for 20 bucks off. How's that Atari working out for you, Chris? Oh, yeah, I made fun of that a lot, didn't I? Yeah, see, complete failure. I'm kind of running out of stuff here, Steven. I don't know if I can really make you happy over the Christmas holidays. You're just, you're just too bummed out, I think. I don't think I have anything else for you. It was a bad I year, bad year for geek and tech news. This has got to be something that can make him happy. Nope. I mean, his two boys are dependent on it, and I, I really don't want to make his brother mad. We got to get him happy. He's got that cool mic flag. That's pretty cool. I mean, that that's a good tech piece. His brother 3D printed it for him. We got to talk about 3D printing with his brother. That was awesome. It eats through batteries. Mm, an ecological disaster. All right. Yeah. Um, Steven's destroying the environment. Oh, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. I got it. I got it. I know the one thing that's going to show Steven what a fantastic year it's been. And I guarantee you won't be able to avoid smiling after this. Uh, unless you're Chris, he might not. But anyway, I know you will smile. One word, Cybertruck. Yeah! You win! Woo! It was a good year. Yes! I forgot about the Cybertruck. Yes! Oh, hashtag thanks, Elon. You nailed it, SP. Thank you. You have restored my faith in 2019. Oh, so, so exciting. You bet. Now, not only do we have the Cybertruck coming up, but there was an article over on CNET.com on December 16th. Did you see this, Stephen? No, I didn't. Okay, this is great. So I got to link it for everybody. But there is this thing for the Cybertruck called the Cybunker. And if you haven't what? seen this, you gotta you gotta go to this link. So it's this basically garage that you can park your cyber truck in, like if it was I don't know a zombie apocalypse or something like that. And you can actually charge your cyber truck through the solar panels that are on the top of it. It's got like sixteen hundred square foot of living space or eighteen hundred square foot of living space. It's got space to park your cyber truck and your Model S in there. Is it's awesome and it's basically a bunker like with bulletproof glass and steel that you can't penetrate and stuff like that. This is awesome. Wow, that's cool. 
Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. The uh, Cybertruck, definitely the highlight of 2019. Thank you again for restoring my faith in the spirit of Christmas. Didn't need no ghosts this year. Just needed you to remind me of the Cybertruck. Sorry, Chris. I know that you don't like it, but you're wrong. But that's going to go ahead and take us towards the end of another episode. If you are looking forward to us coming back in the new year, well, first off, rethink your priorities in life. Uh, but secondly, wow. <laughs> secondly, wow. secondly, we do sincerely thank you uh, for listening, watching the show, checking us out live. Thank you to everybody who has made this a fun year. I know we got no special Christmas extravaganza this year like we've had the last couple of years with weird videos and things like that. Sorry, I don't have that this year, but we have had such a fun year. All joking aside, putting the ruse aside there, it has been a fun year uh, for this show. And uh, we hit our 300th episode this year. And it's crazy to think that we hit our 300th episode on here. And we've had a lot of good guests and a lot of fun. And it has been quite actually the successful year for Gonna Geek and uh, the Gonna Geek Network as well. And Chris and SP, I couldn't do the show without you. Uh, whenever there's troubles, whenever there's problems, you're there to keep me calm, keep me cool, keep me collected, and keep us moving forward with the show. So thank you. It's always a pleasure to to podcast with you and do these shows with you. And I look forward to seeing what we can do for 2020, aside from getting sad that SP won't get his Cybertruck in 2020. No, well, nobody gets their Cybertruck in 2020. <laughs> I want to say a special thank you to our live audience all of the people that come out, not just tonight, but throughout the entire year that come out and are in the chat room with us and are talking back and forth with us. I guarantee you, all three of us are reading the chat all the time. We might not be able to respond to you, but just your comments all along, they're just great and keeps us energized, keeps us going. And it lets us know that we're talking about something that is interesting to you. And it is interesting to us that you come and watch our show live. And that is also a thank you to Steven because without his great video production without a stream deck, I don't know how he does it without a stream deck, but he does it without a stream deck and he does a great production work and it is all for you live listener. Really? I mean, Steven gets some joy out of just doing the video production alone, but really we do this for you, the live listener. And if you're listening to this after the fact, if you're downloading the podcast or watching this on the YouTube with the product, produced uh, product, we really thank you for that as well, because it just lets us know that what we're doing is not for naught, that you're getting something out of it. So we really appreciate that. We just do this as a hobby for free, and it's just for you. I couldn't agree more with that statement, SP. You nailed it. Uh, it, has been, it has been fun to interact with all of the live listeners and viewers. Chris, is there anything that you'd like to say or plug or promote? Maybe just go and encourage people to offer SP a ridiculous amount of money for his Wing Cub 2? Yeah, offer SP 20 bucks for his Wing Cub 2. Let's see if he'll take it. In all seriousness, though, a big thank you to everyone who is watching this show today or participating in this show today or listening at a later date. These guys, they've already touched on everything, really, but we really do love doing this show with you guys, having you guys participate in the chat room, talking to us on Twitter or on the Discord channel, letting us know what you're enjoying, and just interacting with us. It's a ton of fun, and specifically to Steven and SP, it's been another fun year with you guys. I'm looking forward to some more coming up, unless Steven fires me here in 2020. I'll fire it's myself possible. before I fire you. 
We know that. You're going to have to fire me so you get the episode count victory <laughs> over me. Truth, truth be told, for all the audiences, including my co hosts, I would have said a special thank you to Chris, but I've got one more podcast with Chris this year. That's you true. poor bastard. <laughs> um, I, I should actually also highlight right now uh, Chris got married this year. So that, that deserves, uh, you know, cycling back to and saying, Chris, congratulations again. I hear that you actually managed to to uh, retain the geekdom and the podcasting several months into the year. So into your marriage. So good job. Well, remember for our honeymoon, we went to Harry Potter world at Universal Studios. So <laughs> I don't think you really need to worry about losing the geekdom. <laughs> I think Steven is just a little jealous. The fact that you got married to somebody else. I think that's what this is all about. On that note, for episode 315 of the official GunnaGeek.com show, I'm Stephen John Drew saying happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Have a good rest of your December. I'm Chris Farrell, and I'll see you all in 2020. And I'm SP saying Cybertruck, y'all. See you next year. <laughs> Bye. Cybertruck, you. <laughs> all kidding aside, I love, I love holidays. Love Christmas. Yeah, woo. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of the official GunnaGeek.com show. If you like the show, please give us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or a thumbs up on YouTube. You can always join us for our live recording sessions, which stream Mondays at 8.45 p.m. Eastern at www.geeks.live. And remember, you can find our full back catalog at gunnageek.com forward slash show. If you're itching for more geeky content, check out other shows on gunnageeknetwork.com. Voice work was by Emily Prokop of the Story Behind podcast. That's it for this episode. We hope to see you back again next week. <laughs>